All right, so we're studying our covenants. This one is the one for ministry support. We read the scripture uh, last Wednesday, but I can read it again just as a jump off. Your call is to do what? Believe, support, and follow whatever the Lord commands us to. You notice, whatever the Lord commands. However, in religion, you reserve the right to disagree. Because you don't trust anything. You don't hear from God, but you don't believe those who do. Your head is in the way. Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is sift. But in the multitude of opinion, there is disaster. I say it again, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. But in the multitude of opinions, there's disaster. Because every man's way is right. Uh -huh. So somebody has to hear from God. So we can have one voice, one posture, one direction. And God will testify by the move of his spirit and the blessing that follows. That's one of the things we should celebrate in this house because God is constantly confirming that what is being said is true. How does he confirm it? By the release of his presence and glory. Hallelujah. He's testifying. If your offering is accurate, the glory comes down to testify. If it's not accurate, he won't respond. Even though you think that's the right thing. Doesn't matter what you think. He's telling you, I agree or I disagree. So your support should be moral, emotional, financial, and in. People don't recognize how dangerous one bad egg can be. Bible says, little foxes. <laughs> Church is doing something, and somebody says, oh, are you participating? Mm, okay. You haven't said much, but you've said a lot. You just sold something. And the other person will go, I wonder what's wrong. And then they go to talk to somebody else. Before you know it, 20 people are talking about what you just did. So, you have to make sure that you are not a satanic agent. And many times, you are one with your eyes wide open. Do you think that when Peter was trying to tell Jesus that he should not go to Jerusalem and die for us, that he thought that Satan was speaking through him? No, he didn't think that. It was Jesus that called him out. But in our generation, when you are called out, you get mad and join another church. Satan, get behind me. 
You calling me the devil? <laughs> you start a fight immediately. So, many times we sow discord, discord, discord among the brethren, and we don't think anything of it. But God says, when you sow discord among the brethren, you are an abomination. Because Satan's kingdom is divide and conquer. But if we're unified, what does our covenant say? He said the commanded blessing will come there. Hallelujah. The glory will consecrate all of us from the head down to the toe. And all demons can do is salivate, but they cannot touch us because we are oiled down. Amen. Hallelujah. So moral support is just showing up. Emotional support is the level of enthusiasm. Finances is paying for it. Hmm? Preacher said, a vision without money is frustration. But money without vision is an accident going somewhere to happen. <laughs> Jimmy Swaggart testified that he knew when God took his hands off his ministry, but the money was still flowing. Particularly, he was shipping loads, shiploads of food overseas. And God wanted him to stop. But because there was so much money, he didn't stop. And then one day, this thing was like a huge python and came and swallowed him. And then in no time, everything fell. That's why I said, when you have money, but you don't have the accurate vision, that's an accident going somewhere to happen. If you have the accurate vision, but you're broke, total frustration. So you need both vision and money. Hallelujah. I told you that the preacher said, now, this Sunday morning, we have one good news. What's the good news? He said, we have all the money that we need to do everything God has called us to do. And the people cheered. So what's the bad news? He said, it's still in your pocket. <laughs> so your support should be moral, emotional, and in? Uh -huh. If you see somebody slacking up, say, no, 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 come on. We have to get the job done for the master. Hallelujah. Glory. And we read Exodus 35, where God commanded them through Moses to give for the construction of the tabernacle. And the people gave with all their heart. They gave so much that at some point, Moses told them to stop, that they had enough. I haven't seen that happen yet. <laughs> However, Elder Thomas will bear me witness, we were in Ukraine. And they started taking offering, but they started at $100,000 US. You didn't have $100,000? Don't come out. Hallelujah. <laughs> she said, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> then that was the evening service. Then the morning service, they started at half a million. 
Glory to God. I said, I mean, we left America to go to Ukraine to see American dollars in church. The offering this morning is for only those that will give half a million dollars. You think it's a joke. And then one lady came out. And then somebody else came out. So hallelujah, they have money over here. <laughs> if I said tonight, <laughs> the offering tonight starts at 100,000. Maybe nobody will come out. <laughs> and then we will leave, uh, the offering tonight will be zero. <laughs> and they'll tell you next time, tone down your, <laughs> your rhetoric. But I saw it happen. Apostle Tuff from Decatur was taking that offering. And he said, before he um, collects the offering, that he will impart an apostolic blessing. And he took the mic and he blew into it like that. And when he blew into that mic, it, you felt like the whole Colosseum shook. Something went, <laughs> hallelujah, he shook out half a million. <laughs> hallelujah. One day we'll get there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We'll go to the next one. He says, we should all be speaking with one voice because that Double tongue is so dangerous. The reason this is important is because in a glory environment, revelation is progressional. In religion, everything is static. You sing the same songs, you read the prayer book, you do the same things over, but in the glory, nothing is static. Revelation is progressional. You have experiences with God, and if the people are not willing to learn along, you will start speaking against the Holy Spirit because you do not understand. <clears throat> I can give you so many examples, but let's read the scripture first. Second Peter 3, 2 Peter 3.14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our Beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own 
Amen. So usually, when you read such a text, the current church will say, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. Well, the only reason you will immediately absolve yourself of guilt is that you are not paying attention to even in this house some of the things the Lord is doing or saying that you may even disagree with. Some of the things that Paul was writing were so groundbreaking. Some of them, you would think, man, this is heresy. Like when Paul said, listen, do you see the sufferings I'm going through? He said, there are some things that Jesus Christ did not suffer for the church. And God chose me to make up that suffering. What would you say if he was alive right now? Yeah, right. What a nerve. Wouldn't you say that? Come on, you will. You just don't want to tell the truth, chicken. <laughs> you see, Paul was writing things beyond what the Jewish believers and apostles could understand. The apostles were busy debating whether the Gentiles should be circumcised or not. If you read the Acts of the Apostles, God, Jesus said, go into all the world. All power is given unto me. Go and preach the gospel. They formed their commune in Jerusalem. and started selling their stuff and sharing equally. Whenever I hear somebody using that text to preach a Christian giving, I said, that is the dumbest thing you can do. God never commanded anybody to go sell their property and start having a social welfare club. In this kingdom, God designed it for you to come to him and get your stuff. Amen. You're not supposed to take from me and share. Amen. That's the Antichrist. That's the leaven of Herod. It's well-meaning, but it's misguided. Because that's social works. After you have removed God. Because when God was the God of the nation, Supernatural things were happening every day. Hallelujah. Even when you have a need, God will speak to somebody. Miracles happening, but then you remove him, tell kids not to pray, throw the Bible out, secularize everything. So now you have to, the government has, the programs are endless. And the more programs you set up, the more the demons are accelerating. You cannot solve spiritual problems with money. I don't care how many programs you create. The problems will continue to multiply because the problem is spiritual. Once you put him back in his place, everything comes back to order. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The glory will arrest all the devils. In Jesus' name. So... Paul was writing, he said now, in Christ, there's no need for circumcision. <laughs> he said there's no difference between Jew or Gentile. He said these things are hard to be understood. And those that are unlearned and unstable were fighting with these revelations. But thank God we have proven them true. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
That's why you and I are seated here. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And those things have been proven true. And then, so many things he wrote, you and I are yet to walk in. I was literally limping on one leg when God said to me, even if you are limping on one leg, you are still higher than all devils. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh-huh. Watch now. Then I asked him, how? He said, because you are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Those blessings are there. We haven't tapped into them. Huh? That's when it consciously dawned on me that most of us are not living from where we are seated. Because you cannot sit in Christ and be looking up to a devil. Automatically, you're looking down. Hallelujah. If you are seated correctly, everything is under your feet. Hallelujah. Glory. He said, far above. Hallelujah. May God help you celebrate where you're seated tonight. In heavenly places. In Christ. Not in yourself. Not in your religion. Not in your family name. Not in your denomination. But in Christ. Hallelujah. So, these revelations are dynamic. And they continue to grow and expand. You know, Peter had his own experience. He's the one now writing. He said he was hungry. And all of a sudden, this sheet was let down from heaven. And it had all kinds of animals in it that Jews don't eat. And the voice said, Peter, kill and eat. He said, Lord, I haven't eaten any such unclean thing all my life. He said, whatever God has made clean, don't you ever call unclean. He said, it happened three times. He said, what does this mean? You see, don't you see, Peter had received grace, filled with the Holy Ghost, and God gave him a place in the church of Jesus Christ. But yet, his mind was still held captive by the traditions, his customs, the things that he believed from childhood. I don't know if it was the last service I mentioned it or if it was in another meeting, but I saw the Israeli soldier telling the Christians that Christians are, are worshiping idols. And according to the Torah, he should kill us. I said, poor thing, you are waiting on the Messiah who came 2,000 years ago. And now he's about to come again and you're still praying for him to come. And now you're going to kill us for believing in him. <laughs> He said, those that are unlearned and unstable wrestle with these things. And if you look, if I look at this 21 years of resurrection, I see several graduations. Where we started out, 
We didn't know what resurrection was. We just got the name and started having services as God was giving me words to preach. And then gradually, he started revealing resurrection. That many of us now, at least to some extent, knows when something is resurrection and when it is not. When somebody preaches, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't. You hear those comments. Because now, now you, you know what resurrection is. What is not? Well, we didn't know that initially. We progressed there. So we know the spirit of resurrection. Resurrection is effortless. It didn't matter how I felt 15 minutes ago. I'm flowing freely in it. Hallelujah. Glory. It's washing over me as I'm speaking. Hallelujah. It's the power of the resurrected Christ functioning in the life of a man. Glory to God. And so, when I look at some of the things that we're doing now, if we tried that 20 years ago, the church then would, it would, it would create chaos because they will not be able to receive it. <laughs> I even considered Glory for USA, where we started out, how the revelations and understanding has now progressed. For example, the 6th March, we were in Tallahassee, Florida, when God revealed to me that the 6th March, we should make a decree that the hidden man will be revealed. Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, when the wicked ariseth, a man is healed. And at that point, he showed me that that's what Satan does. He sends his children into politics. And they come saying everything you want to hear. You elect them. Then they show up. And many times they don't show up until their second term. When they know they are not running for anything else. He said, pray that they be expelled from Jump Street. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. So when we, so we started with the 6th March and we, keep, we started decreeing that the wicked be revealed, be exposed. That's what we started out with. And then suddenly, he said, now, add to it that the righteous shall be revealed to contend with him. Beloved, you must recognize that you are in the kingdom of God and that you should not be Satan among the people God has placed you. Remember, Jesus told the disciples, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? Are you the devil? in the choir where you go to church? Are you the devil in the culinary ministry or among the ushers or among the deacons or deaconesses? You must support the ministry that God has placed you in. You cannot be saying things contrary at the back of the pastor and where you are grinning in his face. These are the things that are destroying God's people. 
Jesus says, He that gathereth not with me, scattereth. If you are not with him, he says you are against him. Please, beloved, listen and save yourself. Yeah? Isn't it enough? Haven't you been in the wilderness long enough? How many years has it been since God visited you, since you had a breakthrough, since things, you had an encounter with the Holy One of Israel and he descended on you and blessed you and blessed you with himself and healed you of your diseases and brought you out of your agony. God doesn't need anyone to hold the bag for him. He can defend himself. I love the hymn we sang years ago. He said, God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. Look through the scriptures. Every time we try to help him out, that's when all the problems happen. Abraham and Hagar, we talked about it last week. Hmm? Oh, Sarah and Hagar, actually, that cooked up that thing. And you have so many, many, if Moses hit the rock when he says, speak to it, he doesn't need help. He can get it done. Learn it. The house you are in is not a building. It's the glory. It's the covenant of God. And that glory is covering you and protecting you and your family. When you speak against it, you open the doors for satanic attacks and for terrible things to happen to you. You need to learn these things and stop. That's why God sent the voice of resurrection. You hear it and live. You repent and make changes and you live and things will start working for you. We are not here. There's no money. We are not receiving any money that comes close to what it costs for us to bring the word to you. We're doing a spiritual service to the community. Hear the word and live. Most places don't preach these things. Hear the word of resurrection and live. And if you're convicted, call 770-994-3777. These souls, you know, these uh, prayer ministers will minister to you and pray with you. They'll understand. They've been there. They've made the same errors. God will forgive and heal the land. And you will be blessed. That's all we want. And then we're teaching you what he taught us, to connect with resurrection grace. Sow a seed. But a seed requires faith. It's not an offering, $20 or whatever. Uh -huh. we, are, we haven't raised any partnerships. If you want to be a partner, as the Lord leads you, sow every month. Uh -huh. That's another way for you to get in it. But a seed is a specific amount for a specific purpose that you put in the ground as led of the Lord. And miracles happen. Amen. A seed is not your tithe. <clears throat> a seed is after you've tithed, and then you put your seed in the ground. Your tithe is your covenant with God for what he has already done, your salvation you received. Every day he's protecting and taking care of you. Yes, that's what your tithe is, your covenant with God. But to release the power of the kingdom, it is by seed, according to Mark 4, 26. That's what he taught me. That's what I've been practicing till today, till infinitum. Amen. If you want it, get on, get on board, and God will bless you. We love you, beloved. God bless you. We believe him to touch you. We believe him to help you. <laughs> Receive in Jesus' name. May glory fall upon you in your homes this morning. Thank you, Lord, for it. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.